listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 134. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, amazing humans, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on the six- and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. Let's be honest. When we first start out in our business, things are crazy, like really batshit crazy. We have so much that we're trying to do when we're starting out with getting our businesses off off the ground. We are learning new things. We are often doing trying to just wondering where the next sale is coming from. And often we forget about things that are really important to our business, not because we do it on purpose, but simply because there's so many pieces that we're trying to put in place. And one of those things is legals. Businesses overlook the legal side of things so, so often. I have lost count how many times I've seen this happen with business owners. And when this happens, you maybe even are putting your business at risk, substantial risk. So in today's episode, I'm bringing on the brilliant Lucretia, who is going to chat with us today about the top three legal mistakes businesses make in the first few years of business. And we're going to dive deep about why is it important to be aware about those legislation and meeting those legal requirements. We're going to talk about, you know, the top three mistakes business owners make when it comes to legals. We're also going to talk about what important policies and procedures business owners should have in order to make sure that they are legally sound. Now, I know this might not be a topic that is like super juicy, right? But it is super, super important. But before we hop straight into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my mastermind, the Action Takers Mastermind for Women in Business. Applications are still open, but not for long for this particular round. And I'll be working with over 20 amazing women business owners in my 12-month online and in-person experience designed to get your business to the next level, whatever that looks like for you. The Action Takers Mastermind helps business owners like you to get clarity on where to, to put your you know, energy and what to focus on, genuine information about what's possible, what works, what doesn't. We have you know, the opportunity to get help with different feedback on your ideas, perspective on your skills and talents, introductions to new clients, and the legs up to new opportunities, not to mention the access to an amazing community of people who understand and care about what you do. During the 12 months, you're going to get strategy sessions with me, emergency calls with me, hot seat calls with your peers, implementation sessions, monthly mindset coaching. You get 12-month access to our VIP uh, community. You get access to two live events, etc. Sound like my 12-month mastermind might be what you need to get your business to the next level for 2021? Make sure you head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and click on Mastermind as over 50% of spots are already gone. Now let's get into this amazing episode. Welcome to the show, Lucretia. Hi, thank you for having me, Ange. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm super excited to have you on the show. You know, we've only just met recently when you were a speaker for my Women in Business Success Summit. And I just, I loved your vibe. I loved your professionalism. And you're just filled with an enormous amount of wealth from a various different streaming parts of business. And so I wanted to bring you on the podcast to talk specifically about legals because it's something I feel 
business owners are missing, not because they necessarily want to miss out on making sure their business is equipped with legals, but they might be putting it into the too hard basket and ending up in hot water. So I wanted to bring you on today to talk about legals. But before we talk about legals, I always like to ask the guests that come on my podcast a fun question so that they get to know you a little bit more for who you are versus just all business, business, business. So again, I was just asking before we started about your name, because my fun question that I want to ask is I absolutely love your name. I love a good, like unique name. You know, my dog is grateful and people are like grateful you know like look at me like what the heck and I'm like yeah it's fun it's something different it lights me up and that's what I feel about your name so I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about your name because it rocks what does it mean what country does it originate from uh it originates from Italy because I'm actually Italian mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm now both Italian and Australian, but um, yeah, I was born and bred in Italy, and then I moved here afterwards. But um, um, only recently, actually, I moved here. Uh, so it's an Italian name. It's from Latin. Mm-hmm. It's not even common in Italy, actually. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it, I think it was uh, it was uh, common in ancient Rome. Okay. More. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, I don't even know what it means. I don't think I don't think he has a meaning. But um, uh, speaking of names and uh, your dog, I have a dog. He's a big stuffy, American stuffy, so the big one, and his name is Tiny. Oh my so. goodness, so sweet! And if you have, I didn't it, pick the name, I didn't pick the name. We <laughs> adopted him, and he came with that name. We didn't want to confuse him, so we kept it. But it's a struggle every time that people see him and say, "Oh, Tiny, not so tiny." <laughs> <laughs> And tell me, I mean, listen, being in Italy, I've been to Italy before, mm-hmm. to Rome and to yeah. Naples and to Capri and all these, and it's in a, in a wonderful country. So what is you your like all-time that? favorite Italian food then? Oh, I, I would say pizza, but You're that right, would sound so good. Pizza. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, pizza is uh, one of my favorite, but probably of most Italians. But uh, I would say tagliatella ragù, with, um, which is basically, you know, like here you have spaghetti bolognese. The 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 real original recipe is actually tagliatella ragù. We don't need the bolognese with spaghetti. Okay, gotcha. Interesting little facts. See, look at all yeah. the little things. I know, and I don't know if it's true or not, but there was someone when I was in Italy said that with the northern part and the southern part of Italy yeah. is that the northern part typically has like the tomato-based, do you know what I mean, uh, or the yeah. tomato-based, and then the southern part would use the cream bases just because of economy and things like that. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's you see? Yeah. Again, I know a few facts, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not lots, but a few. But no, well, thank you so much because like I said, I love your name. I love your energy. Yeah. I love your vibe. And so today we're going to talk Same about legals. But yeah. again, even one more step before legals, you wear a few different hats. You're a mom, you're a lawyer, yeah. you're a blogger. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your business journey. Where did it start and where are you today? Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I tend to talk too much. So I love to think of only a few things that I need to talk about this because I could, I could rely on the story of my life. But yeah, so at the moment, I'm the, I'm the owner the co-owner actually with my sister of blogging for new bloggers and tannylovebark.com uh-huh. and I've lived in and worked in several countries around the world and I'm currently based in Melbourne uh as you say my background is in legal I'm an international lawyer and university lecturer so I've been worked as an international lawyer and a university lecturer for over 15 years uh-huh. it came 
you know, natural to me to use the combination of my legal and teaching experience to show online entrepreneurs how to operate their business legally and protect their business from, you know, fines, a lawsuit that basically comply with the law. But originally, you know, I just started a lifestyle blog because, uh, as you said, I'm a mom, but it wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. Actually, it took us five years to conceive our baby. We had mm-hmm. fertility problems. Um, so I needed something to keep my mind off. And so that's why I started my blog. But then from there, because my blog was was kind of successful from the inception and then everyone was asking me how to do it. And, and especially because of my legal background was, you know, was, um, legally compliant with, uh, laws and regulation. And I found out that uh, most bloggers and other online entrepreneurs were uh, struggling with that. It was probably the thing that they were struggling the most. And so I started helping them with that. And, um, so my mission now is, um, uh, to provide, you know, to, to make the legal side of, uh, your business easier for fellow entrepreneurs, but also, you know, to provide training and education in these fields. I, I usually, like, I offer legal templates because, you know, people are busy. They want to, you know, focus on growing their business and doing the things that they like. So I offer templates for those that don't want to, they don't want to, uh, you know, spend too much time in understanding the legal requirements. Mm-hmm. And so it's done for you and ready to go. But at the same time, I wanted to empower them. I want, you know, to empower business owners to run their, pro- their business, you know, profitably, obviously, but also at the same time to meet all of the legal requirements. So I also offer um, classes and, you know, different training so that you can learn more about, you know, the legal requirements that you need to comply with and to protect your business legally. Dude, fantastic. Um, but what I also love about that, though, is, is that you've got two different income streams, right? So if shit or economy starts to go down in one, you potentially have another income stream that you can fall back on the other, you know, right? And so it's something yeah. that I see often in businesses is that they've got everything, all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. But when you start looking at the longevity of your business and risk associated with that is that typically my suggestion when I work with women in business is you want to start looking at at least two or three other ways that you could potentially either add a new course, you know, um, add a retreat, maybe add a workshop every quarter, do different things. Because, again, you never know, especially the year that we've had, you know, with COVID starting last year and now into here, like, you, you need to be prepared that things can change at the drop of the hat. So I love that you've got different income streams that are coming in there. I do. I do. And that's that's so true. I wanted that. I wanted to diversify because you don't want to put, as you said, all your eggs in just one basket. But at the same time, I know this sounds so weird. Or maybe not. I don't know. But um, I'm also passive income i'm very lazy (laughs) so i could have more like several other um different uh income stream i just it's just that i i prefer to have something that you set one time and then it repeats itself uh on autopilot uh more than having you know like one-on-one session so many people ask me to do coaching Mm-hmm. them but I limit the numbers of people that I take on because I um I don't have much time you know I, I, I'm doing all of this to be to to be free to work where I want uh you know from where I want with on what I want and so you know to spend to be able to spend more time with my family like my daughter my husband and you know extended family and friends so yeah but definitely everyone should do what they like best 
but at the same time to provide to have different income streams so that if something goes wrong on a side, you're always, you know, covered on the other and so on. So I, I would be looking on what you suggested. That sounds great. Like the retreat, for example, and things like that. I know that you you have masterminds going on and Yeah, retreat, and again it, and I also that, like yeah. that you touch upon do what's right for you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the opposite. I love doing the one to one or the masterminds, mm-hmm. right? But it fits with my personality. It fits with yes. my lifestyle. It fits with my ADHD brain. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, you know, like my ADHD brain, if everything was set on autopilot, I'd just be like bouncing off the roof or I'd have a third ask because all I would do is eat all day. Right. So for me, it's like it works. But so often and what I also like here is that you've also identified and you've created a really great boundary is you know what you want and that it can be easy and elegant. I think often businesses are trying to make things so damn complex and so overworked and or wanting more, more, more and more that then they forget about the lifestyle that they wanted to build in the first place. So, you know, that I acknowledge that you've gone, this is what I want. This is the type of business model I want. It works for my family, but you've also gone, I could do more but I don't need to or want to do it. Right. So again, I love it because I think a lot of women put pressure that we've got to keep doing more. We're going to keep hustling. I freaking hate the word hustle, right? Like just be in the moment. Yeah. It's okay. You know, appreciate what you already have. Yeah. I never use the word hustle for me. If it's an hustle, then it's not worth, you know, it's not worth doing it. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, totally agree with what you said. And um, so when I, in my blogging, um, classes i i say to people if you like doing the because i know that people like you or like extrovert or they they take the energy from other people so the content that you have like the when you do uh live events or or even online but live facebook lives for example Mm -hmm. it gives you that energy to to be able to communicate and to talk to people in person while for me i'm an introvert i prefer you know to do everything from my own desk without having to see anyone (laughs) 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 you know so to each their own as long as you find the strategy that works with you and you don't try to do everything at once i think that you know like if you focus on what works for you and it, it, it can be you know, a couple of different uh, strategies that uh, apply to your blog, focus on mm. that and you uh, blog business, whatever you don't know. I was doing the example of blogs because I started as a blogger, but, um, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, clearly we could talk for a long time, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Which is a good thing, right? Because uh, and I'm like you, if I don't have if I don't have my questions in front of me, I can start. I just start talking about all things and we'll be talking about Nutella, which is made in Italy. And I love that. Yeah. also. But I'll focus. I'll focus. So today, though, we're going to talk talk about the top three legal mistakes that businesses make in their very first few years of being in business, because as I said earlier, I feel businesses don't know what they don't know. And this podcast I originally had in mind when I developed it was obviously it's called the Business and Life Conversations podcast because I wanted the platform and the podcast to be able to have these open conversations so that businesses can't use the excuse of they don't know. And I'm like, nope, actually, if you listen to my podcast, you will know that these are the three legal mistakes businesses are making in the first few years. So today I really want to hone in on that because, again, They don't know what they don't know, but these mistakes that you're going to talk about today could really be exceptionally costly for the business. So I'd like to start with why is it important, you know, to be aware of the applicable legislation and, you know, having these businesses meet the legal requirements? Let's just start with those kind of basic fundamentals. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's just a great question because usually people, you know, like the legal side of business, uh, it's often, it's, 
often overlooked, but it's really important. And um, the, the three core reasons why you need to stay on top of the legal stuff, uh, for me, uh, are, you know, like you want, first of all, you want your business to be seen as serious, professional, and credible. Yeah. Um, then you obviously want to avoid being sued. And third, you want to avoid having to sue others. Um, <laughs> because I know like no matter where you are, like if you on the right side of a lawsuit or on the wrong side, they always, as you said, costly, time consuming. Um, and also they, um, uh, they also distract you from your primary goals. You know, they, they're a waste of time basically. And as an entrepreneur, time is, our best asset. So mm-hmm. uh, you should rather spend time creating content if you're a blogger or working with your clients, uh, basically growing your business instead of having to go uh, to court for a lawsuit. So mm-hmm. uh, the first, like the top reasons for me to have all your legal um, stuff in place so that you meet all legal requirements is that you are a professional, you're credible, because when you run every aspect of your business lawfully, People will tend to trust you more and want to do business with you. So you will look obviously more credible and this will be easier for you to build trust with your audience and, you know, convert them into clients or customers. Uh, and then, you know, like there are some legal requirements such as, for example, the GDPR uh-huh. that are becoming, you know, the general standards everywhere. Um, so I, I don't know if, um, do, do you think I should? So G- the GDPR is basically um, uh, is a, a European Union l- uh, regulation, but now he has because he has an international, um, uh, apl- so it's applicable internationally depending on where your audience is based. Um, so even if you're not located in the European Union, you can you still require to to, um, to comply with it. And so um, if everyone else is complying with this legal requirement and you're not, then people will notice it and you will look you know, either unprofessional or even dodgy, like people will think, why this person is not respecting my rights? Why yes. they're not, you know. And then the second main reason is that you don't want to be sued or fined. So legal requirements are the law. And so it's not only, you know, ethical to comply. Mm-hmm. It's not only the right thing to do, but also if you're not in compliance, you are breaking the law, basically, which means you can expose yourself and your business mm-hmm. to the risk of fines, lawsuits, as we said, formal complaints to supervising authorities or things like that so um and at the same time you don't want to sue others so it's much better uh, to learn and safeguard your business right now from potential legal problem and set you know your legal protection the right sorry the right way from the start yeah. then having to solve legal disputes once they happen you know down the track right and be like oh yeah. you know and so if <laughs> So if we look at like again, when you, you know, the importance of being aware of these legislations and legal requirements that mm-hmm. like you said, it's going to, you know, you're going to be professional or credible, yeah. you're going to avoid being sued. But are there certain key legislations that business owners, you know, there's obviously hundreds, let's be honest, but and we yeah. can't know all of them, even if we are like, I find that I think I'm pretty tight on my contracts and things like that. But mm-hmm. are there key legislations for those business owners that are out there that are like, all right, ladies, just tell me a few. Let me just get a few runs on the board. What are the key ones that you would want them to look at? The thing is, it depends on where you're based. So, for example, for us that are based in Australia, first thing you will have to look at Australian legislations. And usually it's like in terms 
Um, the first one that I would look into is privacy policies and regulations. That's yeah. really important because it applies to any kind of interaction that you can have with either, you know, clients, users, even visitors on your website. So it's like, it encompasses everything that has to do with your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of that, like the GDPR that we were mentioning earlier is something that has to do with, uh, with the privacy rights of your uh, users or, uh, customers. And, um, the, the funny thing now is that especially if you're working online, which means, you know, like if you have a presence online, like a website or social media or anything like that. So you're not only, you're not only looking at the legislation in your own country that could apply to you, but you also need to look at other things that are, um, at other regulations or, uh, piece of legislation that are issued in another country, but they actually end up applying to you as well because mm-hmm. um so i'd say it's a combination of both the laws of your own countries mm-hmm. uh, so the laws where you base your business is based and the country uh, sorry and the legislation or where your audience is based so mm-hmm. um even if you're not required to comply with the laws of every country in the world just because you're operating online um still a fair bit of different legislation may come into play so the gdpr for sure uh, the ccpa is another big um, legislation is from the US or like for example if you do a uh, partnership with uh, brands and companies even for us that are, are based in Australia I have like lots of um, um, things that I do with uh, big brands from the US mm-hmm. and so they have all these things about the Fair Trade Commission uh, and you would like to disclose and and uh, like for example if you I don't know if you if you do sponsored posts for you because you have a big you know, following on social media and like with uh, Instagram and things. Do you ever get approached by brands and you? Oh, you yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I used to be one of Australia's leading influencers in the parenting market. Yeah, and so yeah. I used to work with Netflix as one of their top 30 yeah. influencers and Spotlight and Woolies and Coles and that. And we were, you know, again, I was fortunate enough to be educated about, but every post we had to disclose <laughs> if we were getting paid or yep. free product, right? In order so that mm-hmm. the audience knows yeah, that there that. may be some bias with the post right that it's not like a full review with no strings attached right so I always had to put in you know we we always had to put it towards the top of the post I mean this post is sponsored by such and such in conjunction with Finley and me so Mm -hmm. the readers didn't read the whole thing or read half of it and then didn't have anything like get to the bottom and they may not have got to the bottom. So, yes, there were certain requirements at that stage that we were told that we needed to do to ensure that our blog posts were um, product and or, do you know what I mean, services were exchanged or paid for needed to be disclosed. Yeah, perfect. And have you seen over the years, I mean, obviously, we've talked about the importance and being aware of, you know, why it's important to meet these legislations. You've talked a little bit about the key legislations and really what you're saying is because of the listeners could be in so many different countries, which is true. We've got listeners from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Again, get really familiar with what primary legislations are applicable in your country. So you said, again, in Australia, our privacy one is big. The GDPR, do you mean, is big collectively around the world that we need to know about. But yeah, really hone in on what's, do you mean, there from a geographic perspective for your countries. But overall, have you seen in in your years of doing this any, do you mean, legal mistakes that business owners are making? 
Yeah, okay. One that we said is that they, you know, the fact that even if they're based in a country, they, there are other regulation that might apply to them. And then discount, you know, they usually discount the fact, oh, okay, the GDPR is something in Europe. It doesn't apply to me. And that's a mistake because it does apply. But I wouldn't say that this is the top mistake because, um, not many people, um, do, but I think that probably the big, big one that could cause many problems is the fact that when people start out, they don't have the the right uh, policies uh, mm-hmm. for their business in place mm-hmm. uh, because they think, oh, no, this is too complicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't do it with this. Or like there's always something else that he, he has priority or that they're more excited about. And so they leave that always in the back uh, burner. But um, so that's a really, really huge mistake. The second mm-hmm. top mistake is similar because um, he, as it might have the similar consequences, which is um, that um, in, in the first year of business, uh, people fail to have clear lawful contracts when dealing, for example, with their clients or, or partners or suppliers, customers, collaborators, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. because you should always have a contract in writing for this kind of things. Um, you know, when you have a, a, a written legal agreement in place, then the chances of lawsuits happening are very minimal. Even if, you know, even if then something happens, like even in the event of a legal dispute, your business interests will be protected under the legal agreement that you had at first, you know, that you had mm-hmm. set up at the beginning. And it's, it's not, ah, I wouldn't need, uh, why would I need a legal agreement? There are so, many scenarios where you should use legal documents. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you know, when you are an independent contractor or, let, or people even say, what's an independent contractor? Okay, so an independent contractor, like, let's say you want to are a graphic designer or your virtual, virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say, for example, in your case, and you're a coach, right? So let's say you secure a client and then they pay the, their fees and then uh, the work begins, but they don't, they don't put in the required work. And mm-hmm. then the demand that, uh, you know, you to give them their money back. Mm-hmm. You know, without a coaching agreement, you may find yourself in this situation or even something worse. But while by having a legal agreement in place that lays out the details of the service uh, going to render. So, uh, you know, things like the scope of your business relationship, uh, I don't know, a, a cancellation policy, compensation, expenses, payment, or, or in, in example that we were giving, the, the terms of your coaching relationship with your clients So what you expect them to do uh, mm-hmm. for it to work, liabilities, warranties, indemnification, you know, like I could go on and on on what is included in a legal agreement. But w- this legal agreement will make sure you won't have your fees uh to that you don't have to refund the fees mm-hmm. uh, and will protect you know your time your investment your name and the reputation of your business so um these are really like they're related with like po- written policies and uh written legal agreement then probably another mistakes that some entrepreneurs make when they first start uh with their business is that they don't protect they content or they work or they brand, like it's on their logo or, you know, the name of their business. So they don't mm-hmm. register trademark or their business name or they not, they don't have copyright notice in places, things like that. So probably these are the big three issues that mm-hmm. I've seen over the years. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, you don't know what you don't know. I know when I started, you know, in business, like 
there are certain things that I was like, oh, a bit of time in that. Oh, a bit of time in that. You know, I've got contracts that are for my one-on-one clients. I've got contract a different contract for my mastermind. I've got a different contract for my 12-month uh, profit pillars. I've got speaking contracts for when my speakers, do you know what I mean, are at, um, I run Australia's leading four-day, three-night women in business retreat. Like, there's always, do you know what I mean, a contract that has to be yeah. done, right? Um, and again, it's just... I'm, as anyone who's been around me for the long time knows, setting up the foundational elements is what allows you to then grow and scale. And part of those foundational elements is about making sure you've got the legal, um, you know, these policies and what are the legislations, but also things like, do you have your insurance in place, like professional yeah. indemnity insurance, right? Like, you know, because you know, if you get sued and you don't have insurance, do you know what I mean? Well, that's even even another problem, right? Because it's like, well, you might not be in the wrong, but now you've got no one to like nothing to back you here. You're gonna be out of pocket or you know, etc. So, you know, there are these things. But often I think though that, you know, for businesses in particular that are just getting started and they have limited cash though, because I hear this all the time. I've got no cash in, you know, I'm just starting out, I'm bootstrapping or I haven't made my first sale. When I hear that, though, Lucretia, what I think there is, it's like, listen, you're going to have much bigger problems here, buddy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The second thing I think is, is hold on a minute. Well, can you afford to go out? I'll say, how many coffees do you have a week? Uh, Ten. Mm-hmm. Right, so technically, you could afford $40 a week if they're $4 a pop in coffee. So you could afford technically $160 a month in coffee, but you're not prepared to put that money towards the legal part. And they're like, oh, OK, well, I guess if you put it that way. Or they'll say things like, you know, I can't afford it. I'm like, oh, I mean, if you're, I was like, if your child got sick tomorrow, are you going to say like, oh, I can't afford to go get their ear looked at? And they're like, oh no, I'd always fund the money. I'm like, to me, I'm like, why is it any different? Right? Like, and so there's one thing I think for businesses who genuinely don't know that they needed it, right? Like they'll be like, oh my God, thank you so much for telling me I didn't know I needed it. And then there's businesses who are like, they know they need it, but they keep using the excuse there's no money. All right. So my thing, my question to you is, is what are your thoughts around when you hear these things like, I've got no cash? What's your response to that? <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you. Like, it's, uh, I think that the legal side of your business is really something that you don't want to skip on because um, it's, it's probably the last one that you want to skip on because um if you don't, if you don't invest that, you don't don't have that little small investment now, then you may end up paying much, much more down the track. You know, should something go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best uh, thing to do is to um, to tackle it as soon as possible. So for your peace of mind, to protect your business legally from inception, so that you, if something happens, you're covered. Because you know, when you first start, it's only a little that you need to invest to cover, you know, your uh, legal side. But then, if lawsuits start, then that's where uh, things can add up and be very expensive. So, and I, I look, I know the legal side of your business might sound. It depends on people, but the the, the words that I I usually hear the most are scary. Or overwhelming or boring, boring because I know like who, who likes legalese or you know, legal language. <laughs> Even myself, I hate it. But <laughs> I, so I understand that you might know it might not be as fun or as glamorous as other parts of your business, but unfortunately, we can't ignore it. And so the best thing to tackle it would probably be to hire a lawyer in your jurisdiction 
and um, so that you can consult with the lawyer that will see the specific needs of your business and you will go from there. But I understand that when you're just starting out, this is, you know, you might not have the financial resources to retain. Can I also say that, like, again, lawyer. you know, I travel the world quite often due to yeah. whenever they, we can open back up again, I'll be on a plane faster than ever. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's the same thing that I hear in like, okay, so you can afford to drop $20,000 on a lifetime yeah. holiday, but you're not going to buy insurance. To like, I'm like, because if you end up like, I broke my neck when I was in America, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'll tell you what, I had my travel insurance. If I went out of my travel insurance, I still to this day would have been paying off the medical bills because yeah. <laughs> America is one of the most expensive yes. countries yeah. when it comes to that, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you can afford to travel, but you can't mm-hmm. afford to ensure that you've got that you're safe. Do you know what I mean? In these countries mm-hmm. you're going to, it like I just shake my head, right? Now mm-hmm. I also, and so my thing there is, it's like if you can't afford these legals. Can you really afford to be in business, people? Like, really? Because it's not like we're talking, it depends on the complexity of a, of a business. I get that. But we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, not even, I mean, maybe $5,000 or $4,000 in some cases, right? Like, I too bought a template when the GTPR came out from a yeah. lawyer here in Brisbane, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was like $150. It wasn't yeah. that much, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it was a template. I was able to put my details in. I sent it to my web developer. And I was like, okay, great. That's done. Mm-hmm. I've done the right thing. And so, again, I was like, and, you know, for those starting, you're like, oh, and that's fine. Look where you are now. But I started where you are for some of you are right now, right? Yeah. Sometimes you might have to put something like this on a credit card, you know? I also want to talk about then that, too, there's an essence of vibration, and sending out also, again, people know I'm not very woo, but I do believe is when you say um, to yourself that I am going to pay for this and it is important, I also believe that that's a message that you know you're going to succeed, all right? You're you're down, you're down, already backing yourself by getting these p- things in place. One of my action takers, mastermind women that I'm in, she's just starting off in her business and she messaged me the other day and she said, oh, and the insurance is going to cost me $1,200 a year. And she goes, and I don't know if I'm going to make it back. I said, is that what you really think? You don't know if you're going to make it back to $1,200. It's like, really? And I was like, well, you've got, again, we've got much bigger problems then, right? I was like, because technically you've got to make like 50 cents a day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but by her signing that contract, she then was committing to her success. And that's how I find, I personally feel about these legal things is when you commit to these legal things, you're saying to the world, I'm here to play big. I'm taking my business seriously. It's not a hobby anymore, right? Like, so yes, I could go on this little rent for a long time because I'm super passionate <laughs> no, about it. Because I just think it's so that, yeah. good when you say it, and it's all about mindset. I agree. Like, I think that I made money the first month of I started my business because I invested money to make money. <laughs> you mm-hmm. you need to invest money, and also. What people sometimes fail to realize is because some people make the objection, ah, but I can find free templates online or I can research it myself. I can, you, yes, maybe you can, but what will happen is that you will spend days and days trying to, you know, to go through all this piece of legislation. If you think like the, the GDPR is like 173 articles of obscure legalese and then, you know, you have to understand what's that and then, and then. You're losing money because, you know, you buy the template is, you know, like my legal bundle is $157. You buy that. Okay. It's $157. So you need to pay for that. But you free, like you just put the details of your business and it's done. You don't have yes. to worry about it anymore. And you have like all those days that you have, would have spent researching free 
to, you know, to work on your sales page and start selling or, you know, like to, to contact the suppliers and get started on your, you know, physical product. So people do not do, sometimes they forget that time is money. So well, you, either paying in time or you're paying in money. Those are exactly. really the only two currencies. Yeah. And like you said, by the time you go to Google, go to this website, yeah. try to stitch this together, put this together, put it up mm-hmm. online. And then not to mention that your brain is still holding space going <laughs> unconsciously. Your brain knows that your legals are still shit. Yeah, because you don't even know if you did it right. So then it's like you still always, there's a piece of you that are worried, right? So I'm just like, just do it right the first time and we are good to go, right? So now, obviously, we've talked a little bit about today in relation to different key legislations in different countries, why you think it's important that people are doing this, the legal mistakes that people are, you know, are seeing. You know, we've talked a little bit about just how important it is just to set them up correctly. But for those business owners who want to connect and like, actually, ladies, you've got me convinced. I need to work on my foundations. I need to get my legals up and going. Where can they find you? Oh, okay. So uh, they can check out my website, bloggingfornewblogs.com. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, in addition to my uh, regular website, I also have a website for my school where I, uh, I offer free classes, uh-huh. including free legal training and several, you know, different classes on different legal topics and compliance. And I also, as I mentioned before, offer plug and play templates for yep. legal pages or legal agreements and things like that. And then, um, so, you know, you can enroll in my free classes to start with and have an idea what's, uh, you know, I also uh, offer some free templates that you can have in there. Uh, and then you're welcome to join my uh, private Facebook group. It's called Blogging for New Bloggers, but, you know, um, it's, it's actually, you know, in addition to bloggers, we have lots of other type of online entrepreneurs in there, like, uh, we have curse creators, coaches, podcasters, um, you know, many different people from many different kind of, you know, we have the people that are just beginners or we have established bloggers up uh, or other entrepreneurs up to um, seven figures. So, uh, but it's so like, is, so can, you just, yeah. can you just reshare the name of the two websites again, just because I want to make sure that the listeners have those two websites where they can find you. Okay. So it's bloggingfornewbloggers.com. Uh-huh. It's, um, it's, it says blog is because, you know, like it's uh, how I started, but uh, it's for any kind of um, related type of uh, entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. Um, and the Facebook group with 30,000 plus members is also called Blogging for New Bloggers. Right, and perfect. then I, I have another uh, website um, that's called Tiny Logbook. This is uh, <laughs> a strange thing. Uh, it's quite ugly. And uh, I kept it that way because this is the first website that I ever had. And I wanted to show people that you can be successful if you focus on the right thing. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be, you know, like you just need to provide quality or value or whatever it is, uh, depending, you know, what you do. Um, and you can start straight away. And then you improve things. So if you compare my blogging for new blogs website with tinylovebuck.com, you see the difference, but mm-hmm. you, you will grow over the years. You don't start, you know, like already being fancy. So it's better to start straight away with the help of coaches, for example, or investing in the right things. And then you'll go from there and mm-hmm. um, you work your 
way. No, fan- fantastic. And for those listeners out there, I also like to ask one final question when we wrap up and is, mm-hmm. what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? That's uh, having a, a business is not as easy as I thought. <laughs> it's like my brain goes like 24 hours, seven, thinking, thinking always how to improve things. And, you know, I thought that it was something that, you know, you just do this and then you forget. It's something that you set and forget. It's not. It's a constant evolution. And, and that's why, you know, I was, I went to keep the two websites so different and so that you could see the, you know, my journey. But, um, at the same time, so going back, I would say, I was, I would say to myself, Hey, you getting yourself into something bigger than you think. It would be overwhelming. You will want to throw, you know, the towel like so many times because you say, I can't do this. I can't do this. But if you persist and you don't give up, you will be successful. Mm-hmm. But no. yeah, like, um, yeah, they need to tell you that. See, it's, it's so much involved. <laughs> <laughs> and before we sign off, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. And remember, my team and I will also be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. Thanks so much again for being on the show today, Lucretia. I appreciate oh, it. <laughs> and remember, uh, for the rest of you, have a fabulous day. And don't forget that my applications for my 12-month Action Takers Mastermind are still open. And you can apply by heading to AngelaHenderson.com.au and click on Mastermind. And for the rest of you, I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au